Welcome to the Oasis Revival Ministry podcast and sermon of the week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Daniel McGear. For more sermons or info regarding our church, visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za. All right, are you guys ready for a good word? Mm-hmm. All right. I just went to God and I said, God, what do you want to say this morning? And I believe he has a real specific word uh, for us this morning. And um, he took me to Psalms uh, 18. Um, I just, and in it, it's David who is just speaking about becoming or being a king. And it's obviously Father's Day today, and I'm trying to be in season and out of season, you know, just as I contradict myself there. (laughs) Um, But I I know God has got something really special. And I want to speak to all the fathers as children, that we're still children, even though you're a father. You're a children, you're a child of an amazing God. And, and there's lots of children, because our, our kids can't go out to children's church. Shame. I'm really sorry for you guys, you know. But God is speaking about him being a father. And so, let's just go into that. David is, was a king. You know he was a king. But it really is a symbol of who we are. And we are, how many of you think of yourselves as kings? Can I just see, ladies? Gents, come on. All right, some of you think of yourselves as kings. But, but when, when God created man, he said, go into all the earth and have dominion. And a king is really a symbol of realized potential, the fullness of potential. There, there's no greater potential than becoming king. It is complete authority and a position of maximum influence. And God wants to give us that position, each and every one of us, because he wants, his goal is for us to release God's presence on earth. Again, that's why he taught us to pray and say, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's a release of God's presence through us that brings light into darkness, into hopeless situations. There's this breaking out of God's beautiful light. Bang. (laughs) And there is an empowerment of God's presence. And as fathers, he's calling us to be kings. But he can only empower us to be kings when he's our father. And when we receive his goodness as a king's son, if Jesus Christ is king of kings, then we're those, you understand when it says Jesus is king of kings, he's talking about the rest of us as kings. And he is that king of kings, that father 
to sons, but also the father to the fathers of many nations. So if we receive Abraham's promise, which was to be a father of many nations, it means God is giving us the nations, like his word says, and so we're established as kings over nations. Amen? And a king obviously has a kingdom. He is sovereign, and that speaks, sovereign speaks about that dominion, God's original call. And then he said, go into all the earth and multiply. I love this. Go into all the earth and multiply and have dominion. In other words, <laughs> go and be fathers, go and be kings. The two together. You with me? Genesis 1.28 says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and of every living creature that moves along the earth. There's this picture of it first being fruitful and then of it multiplying and then of having Dominion. But now dominion is not dominate. <laughs> dominion is to be able to protect. And as fathers, our first rule, our first goal is to protect. I had a major understanding of that as a new dad and my two little new boys and I'm like, man, I want these guys to be the best guys they can possibly be. How many of you dads can relate to, to that, that sense of, I just want my kids to be the best that they can possibly be. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to test them. I'm going to stretch them. I'm going to put Michael on a bicycle without training wheels for the first time on the steepest hill you can find. Because when he hits that yield and he's down there, he's going to find out it's not so bad. <laughs> All right? How many of you dads just suddenly feel a little guilty? How many of your kids have been through that experience? Carisha, I see that hand. <laughs> Brendan... He's the fourth of ours, so now I treat him a little differently. See, he's got a bike, and he went down on his own, and he speed wobbled, and he found out that after a speed wobble, there's a fall, and it's sore. So now when he gets off his bike at the top, I'm like, smart kid. Like, I was really, this two-year-old rides his bike, and when he gets to the hill, he gets off. And I'm not going... Come on, man, press through, you can do this. I'm like, smart kid. And I realized my heart has changed from poor guinea pig Michael to Brendan, experienced dad. In the sense that now I'm respecting and I want to protect. And I realized that in protection, there is freedom and there will be more willingness to want to explore things in a safe environment. Where poor Michael, he just had to like face the wind. 
And so you learn. I, I'm, I feel sorry for, you know, I, I'm an oldest kid. I know I was also the guinea pig. I know I came out all right in the end. <laughs> but God is all-knowing, and He wants to create a safe place where that tender bud, that, that tenderness can bud for the first time. And there's something that God wants to release in us with regards to dominion is the fact that He wants to protect the new. And He wants to protect that fresh little... little and and, and in, in our world today, there is such a fear that what we have will be taken away. And there's such a fear that the goodness that God has given us is going to be removed in the night. <laughs> and yes, God, and He's a Father, and He's saying, I want to protect even that which is new. How many of you have seen a fruit tree bear fruit for the first time? It doesn't just an apple overnight. It's a tender bud that becomes this blossom that attracts beauty. And then it slowly and gracefully and beautifully just transforms into something small that becomes a fruit. And so some of us are in those tender, sensitive moments where there's this new little tender bud. And it's okay. God is going to protect that. And God is going to look after that. He, that's what He does as a father. So don't be afraid when your new venture is small. When it is sensitive to changing seasons. So many people start businesses, young businesses. And they're out there and, and they get just, whoa. I didn't realize it was going to be this tough. I didn't realize that, you know, when the economy changes, oh, it's just hard and difficult. And I think that's why a lot of businessmen start out, go for two years, withdraw. Start something else, go for two years, fails. And yes, the cumulative failures build into success and lessons learned. But sometimes when God's given you a mission and a purpose, you have to trust that God will look after you. In every area, God wants to look after you so that what He's given you, and even though it is small and it's tested by the waves, God will look after it. Press through. Allow it to be fruitful so that it can multiply. Think about your children when they make mistakes. <laughs> children, think about your mistakes. <laughs> you know, it's okay to make mistakes. And in a loving relationship, there's this desire to be honest about our mistakes and say, man, I made a mistake I know that my dad loves me and he, wants to and he wants to forgive me in that moment so that I can grow and become something greater. In the same way, dads, mothers, our young children are going to make mistakes. They're going to poop in their nappies. And when the nappies are gone, they're going to make little mistakes that just remind us even of our own lives. <laughs> See, 
Sometimes when we make a mistake in the adult world, it becomes this permanent fixture and it becomes attached to our identity. And God wants to remove the mistakes from our lives, remove the remembrance of the mistakes from our lives so that he can declare us who we are and who we are in our identity as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. As kings, we are given the opportunity to be sovereign. In other words, to create that safe place so that whatever is within our hands, whatever is within our influence can bud, can grow, be fruitful, and then can multiply. And then that we may protect it with strong borders, strong kingdom principles, strong kingdom values that just protect that which God has given us. In Acts 13.22, it talks about David and it says, He raised up David to be their king. And of him he bore witness and said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will and carry out my program fully. Yeah, God is talking about David, who is found as a king, but who is a son of Jesse. And Jesse is his father. But then he says something. He says, David understands my heart. And because he understands my heart, he can carry out my will. See, unless we understand God's heart, we'll never be able to carry out God's will. The understanding of God's heart is so closely linked to what we actually do that you can't be a king unless you understand who God is. And you can only understand who God is if you're passionately in love with Him. So often we want to describe God by our understanding of what we've read, but how often do we actually describe God by our relationship with Him? I see these debates, you know, I'm going to now debate. Have you seen these debates on the internet? So-and-so destroys this atheist. And then it's a theological debate. How many of you have seen a YouTube video of so-and-so destroying atheist with a relationship conversation? See, you can't destroy atheists unless you have a relationship. And, and our goal is not to destroy atheists. Our goal is to reveal the nature of God. We're not in a debate. Our goal, we're not set up as Christians to debate with those who don't believe with us. Our goal is just to simply reveal God's nature. I don't debate. I reveal the moment I get into a debate, I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> because I need to reveal who God is through my relationship with God. And David says in Psalm 18, he says, Lord, I passionately love you and I am bonded to you for now you've become my power. And David realized as a king that it was his relationship with God that gave him the power he needed. The power to do what? 
<laughs> the power to overcome and have dominion in every situation. That dominion is so closely tied to a passionate relationship with God. And the litmus test, if I can say this, is if you have dominion or not, is if you are complaining and blaming any of your failures on any, on, ah, sorry, there we go, need some water, on any other person, on any other group, or on any other leadership structure, or on anything, then you do not have dominion over that area in your life. Which then ties into a problem or a lack of an understanding of who God is in that area. <laughs> Hello? You see, if we passionately love God, then you'll never hear anything from our lips that says it was so-and-so's fault that I'm in this situation. Or it's so-and-so's fault that the economy is bad. Or it's so-and-so's fault that my marriage is in ruins. Or it's so-and-so's fault that my kids turned out that way. Or it's so-and-so's fault that my finances look like they do. No, when you have dominion, <laughs> are you hearing me? There's a keen understanding that God is my Father. I don't want to smack anyone. It, it's, just, it's just that I'm speaking in terms of the noise I hear outside of church, where there is a quickness to blame things on other people and a constant pointing finger between groups. Instead of a realization that they are children of God. That God loves them and will provide for them in every situation. And that God wants to give them dominion over their own lives. So that what looks like a hopeless situation can become a powerful testimony of who God is. We're currently reading a book on prayer. How many of you know we've been speaking a bit about prayer? And one of the key lines that we read and that I fully believe in and understand to be the heart of God, it says, don't waste time praying prayers to God that you know other people can answer or that you can even answer yourself. God wants to answer prayers that only He can answer. <laughs> so whatever you can do, do it. Live as if you can solve every problem, but trust as if God is the only one who can make it happen. So we, we have to be in a space where we're doing everything our hand finds to do, but then when we can't go any further, we're saying, God, can you come and reveal yourself in this situation? Can you come and reveal your glory in this moment? Thanks, loving. So here's David, and he's passionately in love with God. Just say, passionately in love. See, the people, David was king because he took over from Saul. But Saul was king because the people grumbled and complained. And God told Samuel, he said, 
they're not grumbling and complaining against you, Samuel. They've rejected me as a father. And so you had an entire nation that was given sovereignty, that was given the ownership of their lives, and they rejected ownership because they lost out. They, they lost their first love of God. So the moment they lost their first love of God, suddenly the things around them became too much. Suddenly their eyes were opened up to fear. Suddenly they were looking for some sort of a physical king that will come and save them. In modern times, it's like saying, can we have a new president to fix my own life? Hello? Does it ring a bell? If only we could get a new president, then my life would be sorted out. Because they lost their first love, who was God. Come on, this is, if, if God is real, if God has given you all power and, and authority and he's given, then it doesn't matter who's president. And it doesn't matter who is governing. It doesn't matter who. God will bless you. God will uplift you. And you will constantly see things with the eyes of a king and not with the eyes of a slave or a pauper or someone who has no power and authority over their lives. And so the Israelites got to this place where even though they were the God's chosen people, even though they had the most incredible promises for their lives, they said, whoa, we want a king like all the other nations. And God said, they've rejected me. And yeah, David comes and he becomes a kind of symbol of Jesus Christ who restores God's kingdom back to the people. And he restores kingdom principles back. I don't know if this is getting through, you know. <laughs> but here comes David and he's the symbol of God's peace. And David says, <laughs> he says in that verse, he says, your love has become my power. The very thing you're looking for to fix your problems, to fix the things that you need to have brought back into dominion, they're all fixed in our love of God. If you're reading in the Passion Translation, in verse 3, it just says something that just, I just resonated with. I, I just realized that this is who God is. And it says here, it says, You are salvation's ray of brightness shining on the hillside, always the champion of my cause. God is the champion of your cause. And when I, when, I, when I read that, and I realized that that's what David said, and David said, you're the champion of my cause, I suddenly thought about the moment when David was anointed to be king. What happened? Samuel calls Jesse and says, bring your sons. And Jesse brings his sons, and who's not there? David's not there. And I realized in that moment that Jesse 
David's father was not the champion of David's cause. See, God as a father and us as human fathers of our children, God wants to bless us in such a way that we can be the champion of our children's cause. <laughs> that we can be the defender. When God says, lead your children, teach them in the way they should go, it's, it's a champion of their cause. It's an understanding of their identity and it's an understanding of their anointing. It's an understanding of who God made them to be and then we champion their cause. So many people live in pain because their earthly fathers never championed their cause. They've been taught a perverted picture of what it means to have dominion, where they've been dominated and controlled and manipulated and abused and forced into certain areas and not been recognized for who they are. The greatest pain people suffer is when as children, our fathers don't recognize who we are. And I don't know Jesse and David's full story, but in that moment, David was not recognized by his earthly father for who he was. And in Psalm 27, David actually says, even though I was rejected by my mother and my father. The words are actually... Even though, um, it's, it's Psalms 27 verse 10, it says, Although my father and my mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will adopt me as his child. David's words. And the greatest pain that is caused is caused by fathers who don't <laughs> champion the cause of their children. And David is not just an example of a king who understood God's heart, but he's an example of a son who understood his father's heart. And he didn't allow his experience with his father to determine his identity. It was so powerful and so strong that when David rocked up at Goliath's at the, at the side of the battle. And everyone said to him, don't go to battle. David said, I will. Because I will not allow that evil man to blaspheme our God. Which by blaspheming God, he was actually belittling the Israelites' identity. And David had something rise up and said, I will not allow that giant to belittle our identity. And if anyone else, if this army will not defend their identity as children, then I'm going to do it because I understand what it means to be a son of the father. And so he marches out. It's not about the five stones and the slings. This story is about someone who understood their identity as a son of God, even though he might have been forsaken and rejected by his earthly father in that moment. And I was just spending time reading this, and I realized God wants to reveal more of himself 
as a father so that we can genuinely stand up as sons like David and take control and not sit back and go, man, I've suffered this and I've been through that and I've had those experiences and those people hurt me 10 or 20 years ago. Because David had every opportunity to say, you know what, maybe I just wasn't meant to be who God called me to be. But he never did. He understood God's heart. That means he understood that God is his father. And Psalm 68 says, I will become a judge to the widows and a father to the fatherless. And it goes even further. This Bible actually goes further. It says, call no earthly man your father. <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't say, hey, that's not my dad or that's not my father. It, it, it means that only in God is the fullness of your identity fully revealed. And only in a passionate love for God as your father can your full identity be completely revealed and empowered. And that's who David was. God wants to champion your cause. So I just want to pray for us. Father, if there is anything in our hearts today that has been there as a lie, that has said, I can't be who you called me to be, if our fathers in the past have in any way hurt us or harmed us, have not allowed us to grow, if we have any form of resentment, Father, will you come and enable us to forgive that person? Will you help us forgive the ones who were supposed to champion our causes? Will you help us forgive them? Will you help us not to hold anything against them? To never speak bad even about them, but to speak only of your goodness as a father to us. Father, will you in this moment help us, instead of complain about the past, testify about your goodness in our lives? Father, will you help us understand that you are the champion of our cause? That even though man might have let us down, you have never failed us. You have never left us. You have never abandoned us. You protect us because we are your children. Father, will you give us a greater revelation and understanding of God the Father? Father, will you release us to be kings, to have authority over the things that you had destined us to have authority over. Father, we just pray a blessing over our families. Lord, that you'll release your presence in our homes. Father, that you'll forgive us as dads, as, as fathers ourselves. Where, where we've made mistakes with our children, Father, will you allow us to champion their cause in the same way that you champion our cause? May our children experience God's goodness, but experience our goodness <laughs> because you empower us 
because we live so passionately in love with you. Come and wipe away waves of fear about the future. Give us confidence and the ability to trust you wholeheartedly with everything inside of us. Father, we just know that you're not there looking down at us, judging whether we're doing right or wrong, but you're down on there saying, you can do it. You're not waiting for us to appear one day in heaven and say, well done, my faithful servant. You're already championing us on. You're already cheering us on. You're already saying, you can do it. You will do it. And you've created and provided the safest of places. And you've provided even the craziest, <laughs> wildest dreams with provision. Because you know who we're called to be. And you call us up to that. Thank you, Jesus, just for your presence just revealed here. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.